Six minutes after 11, uh, South African time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahalan wa marhaban bikum. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning on our program, The Bliss of Marriage. Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name, and our beloved engineer is. Haji Suleiman Esop, he's uh, full of energy this, uh, mashallah, Tuesday morning. Uh, what's the occasion, Haji Suleiman Esop? He says, Manana, kuch nahi, bilkul kuch, kuch, kuch nahi. He will be with me from now, inshallah, till about um, 12 o'clock, uh, my beloved engineer, Haji Suleiman Esop. I want to welcome, of course, our beloved wonderful listeners of... Uh, uh, Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal in company. And I want to welcome our beloved, wonderful listeners of Merkaz uh, Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. If you are listening to me, send me a message on 084 786 3132 international overseas listeners plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two international overseas listeners plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two today is the eight of Rabi Ul Akhir fourteen forty five which is also Tuesday the twenty fourth of October twenty 23. Uh, I see Haji Suleiman says, Malala, it's the uh, end of the month. Next week, by the way, I was telling the listeners this morning while we are waiting for our beloved Honorable Fadila Tulustad, Hazrat Malala Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, Hafidhullah, uh, Haji Suleiman. Isop. I was telling the listeners next week, Tuesday, it will be the 15th of Rabiul Akhir. Can you imagine? That's how quick the days are flying, my beloved, wonderful listeners of. Uh, Merkaz uh, Sahaba. Yes, uh, send me a message. There we go. All our wonderful listeners, mashallah, from Kenya. Uh, Sister Zuleikha Shakil Garisa from Kenya. Sister Fatima Hussein from Verlam. Haji Ahmed, mashallah, from Alberton. He's with us this morning. He says, Molana, we're waiting for you and Mufti Sab for the bliss of marriage. Yes, uh, let's uh, welcome our beloved, honorable, respected Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Molana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, Hafidahullah. Ustad, welcome to the bliss of marriage. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. 
Barakallahu feekum arafat jazakallahu khairan. Ustad, uh, before we start with our queue, uh, our questions for the Bliss of Marriage, uh, do you have any breaking news for us regarding uh, Palestine and Israel, Ustad? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihil kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We go first to Haaretz, Israel, Hamas War, Day 18. Macron is there from France. So Macron urges Israel not to escalate conflict, say France is in touch with Hezbollah. World Bank President Israel Gaza war has made world more dangerous. Italy's foreign minister, the explosion at the Holy Hospital in Gaza was not caused by an Israeli missile. You see that? So these are the Haramis altogether. Sirens sound in communities near the Gaza border. Netanyahu meets with Macron in Jerusalem. And remember that, according to other sources, that they went in little bit just to try, then Khan Yunus and so forth, so they came back running from there, and the Israelis left their tanks and so forth. So it shows that our brothers, mashallah, they are ready for the Jutlas to come, remember, and that is for, you know, the ground offensive, and therefore they are scared, scared completely to enter there. So we hope and pray that all Allah defeats the terrorists and super-terrorists that is America, Israel put together. So I'm reading from another news. Israel counts cost of war as growth forecast slashed. You see that? So you must remember that it's a disaster for them. See next one. New York Times, U.S. fears Israel has no clear plan for Gaza invasion. So that's why when they don't have a proper plan, what are they going to do? So it shows that, you know, that these people here, another one is this, if you know Syria, Syria's two main airports, they have damaged it. Israel, the rogue apartheid terrorist regime, Damascus and Aleppo, Halab. But now there is one portion there, you must remember where the Russians are, so they have opened that airport to Iran and so forth, so Iran can supply Syria, and if Amer- and if Israel or America attacks that airport, then remember Russia will be activated, and then that will definitely spiral out of control. So therefore we hope and pray, all may Allah, Jalla wa Allah decimate the apartheid terrorist regime of Israel. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, can a lady in her menses read Durud Sharif and the Quls and when making zikr, must the lips move, Ustad? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In a case like that, remember when a person is reading Quran Sharif, then the lips must move, whether you are in Salat or whether you are out of Salat. That's for Tilawat of Quran. But when you are making zikr, 
Zikr means zikr elisani. You make zikr with your tongue. You make zikr qalbi, zikr in your mind, in your heart, and so forth. So there, tahrik shafatain, the movement of the lips and tongue is not compulsory, is not necessary. So if you are making zikr and you move your tongue, your lips, and so forth, is better. But if you do so in your mind, in your heart, and so forth, that also is permissible. Wazkur rabbaka fi nafsik. You see? So in your mind, in your heart. So therefore, so durood sharif, you're reading, istighfar, you're reading, la hawla wa la quwata illa billah, you're reading. So it's not necessary. You must move your tongue and your lips. <coughs> Zero eight four seven eight six three one three two. Somebody says it will start urgent. Move this up. If I have to choose between saving my wife's life or unborn baby, which should I choose? I need move this up's answer urgent. Ustad. First and foremost, you must remember the law here is abortion is haram. So you must remember this type of things here. So when they tell you that after four months now, it's six months, seven months, eight months, they will tell you that you must abort the baby. So in Islam, that's totally haram. You can't do that. And then they'll tell you that your wife, you understand, this danger of her life. So you leave everything in the hands of Almighty Allah. You, your wife, all of you turn to Almighty Allah, Jalla wala, and cry to Allah, chapter 37, verse 100, Rabbi habali min as-salihin. Oh Allah, beloved Allah, grant me pious children. One translation. Second translation, Rabbi habali min as-salihin. Oh beloved Allah, grant me normal children. So it's not necessary what the doctors say, we take it like it's wahi or revelation. They make thousand hundred mistakes, you must remember this type of things, yeah? So you don't have to listen to them. You just let everything that take its course and inshallah the mother and child both will be fine. In Insha'Allah, just read the dua. Never go for abortion. Totally haram and not permissible in Islam. It is akin to murder in Islam. <clears throat> Somebody says, move this up. Uh, I just found out that my husband has another wife. I want out. I won't share. What's the procedure, move this up? I do have two little girls who start. I'm prepared to look after them. You see, always when people do things the wrong way, then sooner or later, remember, they get exposed, and then all Allah, Jalla wala, teaches us, Allah gives honor to whomsoever he wishes. Allah does graces, humiliates whoever he wishes. And when all Allah does graces that person, chapter 22, Surah Hajj, verse 18, 1, 8. Then there is none to give that person honor and dignity. When all met Allah, Jalla wa Allah, then he humiliates him. Today is what? You must remember it is the eighth. You must remember of Rabi'ul Akhir. And if you look at the Gregorian calendar, today is the 24th of October. So why I'm mentioning that? The Murtad, the Harami, the Ghaddar, the traitor, MBS. So you must remember, he arranged a big conference. And he said that you must remember that he is going to change the whole landscape in the Middle East. 
this war, conflict, call whatever you want to came and put paid to everything. So his whole Middle East dreams are gone in air. Mm. And Netanyahu, BB, who is still <coughs> going to face many charges and he'll end up in jail, inshallah. So you must remember all his dreams gone in thin air and so forth. So yeah, now we come back to the topic, you must remember. So what is the topic? That when we do things the wrong way and deliberately we look for loopholes, then it is disgrace upon disgrace. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala taught us Surah 4 verse number 3. While I'm on this topic, you the new steam, you should carry this. Tunisia became the only first country in the world, Arab country, supposed a Muslim country, and the case Saeed and all Murtads and that. Imagine in Parliament of theirs, they pass the law. They say how a male can have one, two wives, a woman can have two husbands at one time. You must remember, Tunisia. So this, some Arab brother sent it to me today. So imagine this type of crazy, crazy things going on. So Quran says, You have two, three, four wives, but you can't have those wives if you can't do justice. Quran says in the same verse, Surah 4, verse 3, فَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ أَلَّا تَعْدِلُوا فَوَاحِدًا So if you fear you can't do justice, then you can only have one wife. Old is gold. Now in conjunction with that, use this hadith. Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, La nikaha illa biwaliyin. There is no nikah. The nikah is null and void. It is totally batil, null and void. It is not acceptable. Illa biwaliyin. Except the girl's father must give permission. So now hadith is authentic and sahih in Tirmidhi, Abu Dawood, Ibn Majah, various compilations. So nowadays what you will see is thus, that people get married second wife. They call secret nikah. They meet up in the hotel and then they just have two witnesses. They get anybody Muslim and they just pay him, one Pakistani, one Indian, one Somali, like that. And they just give them same witness. Or you must remember they meet up in the car, in the car, and then they just sit there in the parking lot and they make the nikah and so forth. So all these are not permissible. It's haram, this you must remember. You're playing with the deen of Allah. Now after one year, two years and that, the wife found out. So now, obviously, it will be a natural reaction and she will be highly, highly upset because you, the husband, you broke the trust. So how can she trust you and so forth and so on? So you must tell him that if you wanted the second wife, then justice is supposed to take place and you're supposed to take permission from the girl's father. You're supposed to announce it. You're supposed to have the nikah in the masjid all these type of things. So none of that you did. So therefore now you got two options. Either you're going to divorce her or either I leave you and so forth. So make istikhara, make mashura. You got two innocent masum children there and in that way there you have to decide. And if you leave him and you got two daughters, remember he has to pay for all their expenses, the daughter's expenses till they get married and make sure don't waste your time with the Molvis and Jamiyats and this Maulana and Muftisab and me and everybody. We can't do anything. We got no authorization. We only advisory capacity. So you must tell him you're going to take him to court if he doesn't pay. So that is what you must do. So think things out properly and not only emotionally. 
Somebody says, Ustad, a relative's total income is from banks and DJ in clubs. Can we accept the invitation for lunch or dinners to keep blood ties, Ustad? Totally haram. You must remember that when a person's income 100%, 90%, 70%, 60%, 65% is haram, so Quran Sharif is telling you, Surah 5, Surah Ma'idah, verse number 2, وَلَا تَعَوَنُوا عَلَى الْإِثْمِ وَالْأُدْوَانِ And do not cooperate in sin and transgression. If a lady is selling her body and she's a prostitute, Allah forbid, and that's her income, and 90%, 80% income, she invites you. So I'm asking you, will you use the same argument? You say, no, I will accept a dawah, everything, because it blood ties. No. <laughs> so it means you're encouraging her to commit all these vices by you you going there, you are turning a blind eye to the vices she's committing. Therefore, Mustafa, Habibuna, Rasulullah, Hadith, and his Sahih Hadith, authentic in Muslim Abi Awana, Man kathara sawada qawmin When you increase the number of a people, so you went there, this guy is a DJ in club and he's thus and the all haram things and so forth. So you must remember, invites you and you go there. So remember the food is haram and your attendance there is haram. Hmm. If you are a good Muslim and a true Muslim, then we have the other law and that is al-hubbulillah wal-bughzulillah. We love for all Almighty Allah's sake and we hate for Almighty Allah's sake you must tell him we're not going to make salam to you we're not going to make kalam with you we won't speak to you we're excommunicating you till you leave all these haram dandas and haram activities of yours so that is what Islam teaches in that scenario somebody says you Ustad uh, I haven't given my second wife a divorce we married for 12 years but separated for 12. Do I have to divorce her before I marry another, the third, Ustad? So, my brother, you can't look after one wife properly, and now you got your second wife, and then you are separated with her so long. Mm. So, remember that you know you are doing zulam upon her, oppressing her. You are just going there to have a good time, getting married for lust and desires and so forth, and you're not doing justice. So, if you can't look after her, then release her, and for you to get married to third wife, fourth wife, all haram and not permissible, because you yourself cannot do justice by your own admission. I see there's a listener says, I'm really angry. My husband thinks I'm his slave. Where in the fine print of our nikah does it state that we wives are the maids or servants? My sheikh says, if this continues, I should walk out. Anonymous sister Ustad. So we don't know what is the problem. You must remember your question is what we will say, Mubham. Mubham means is ambiguous. What is your husband telling you? If your husband is telling you that you must you must uh, prepare breakfast, prepare lunch, prepare supper, or he tells you you must clean the house, or you must look after the children, so that is your duty and it's compulsory for you to do that. It's nothing about slave and master relationship. But if he tells you to do haram things, he tells you come here, let's watch the movies and the films, let's move, let's move the 
let's more watch the adult movies, let's get busy in pornographic activity <laughs> and all. Like it's happening today so many places. Or he tells you do haram things, oral, anal, all these type of things here. So obviously then you got valid grounds and so forth. So we don't know who's your sheikh and why he told you that and so forth. So you must remember this. All said and done, we need to know what is your husband doing eh, or commanding you and instructing you to do that you got so upset with him and so forth. Let me give you one usul, one principle. Yesterday, one person from overseas, you understand, they're in the mm-hmm. Caribbean. So I went to that country and so forth. So they know me. He said, you know this hadith that now people are sending out about Gaza and so forth and so on. That the person, you must remember, who gave his life for the sake of Almighty Allah and he made the supreme sacrifice that before his blood touches the ground and so forth, so he's already forgiven and this will happen, this will happen. And then it is mentioned, the hadith in Mishkat, Mustad Ahmad and various compilations that he'll get 72 wives and that. He say, is this right? How can that be? So you must remember. So I told him, you see, our Iman is on Almighty Allah. Our Iman is on Mustafa Rasulullah because we believe in Wahyain. We believe in both Wahy. The Wahy Quran Sharif and the Wahy in the Sunnah Mubarakah. But you and your ilk, your people's aim is to study Islam with a Western lens. You want to study Islam through the non-Muslims eyes. And therefore, these kind of things, they don't appeal to you and so forth and so on. So here also, now what he thinks, I'm a slave, I'm this, I'm this and all that. So that is, you watch so many movies, you get so influenced by the West, you get so influenced by these Haramis and so forth, who are murdering our children and our women and so forth. And you can see all of them lining up to meet Bibi Netanyahu, who himself is a war criminal because they're justifying it and so forth and so on. One person sent me a nice one, you must remember. He said, what do you expect from these people here when justice, when it comes to Palestine, Gaza and all that, they can't even differentiate between a male and a female. You must remember that. Therefore, they say Adam and Eve is permissible, Adam and Steve is permissible, and Madam and Eve is permissible. So what do you expect from such people? Which is the truth, you must remember that. So that is a big problem today. We want to study Islam through the eyes of the Western culture and how we grew up and so forth. If you want to understand Islam, you have to understand it through how the Sahabas understood Islam. That is what Quran is teaching us. If they bring Iman, like how you brought Iman, O Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, then they're on the right path. So always remember that this is a huge, huge error and mistake on our part as Muslims who grow up and the whole day busy with the Western culture. So now we suffer from the inferiority complex. We think that the West is the best and white is right. Totally rejected that.
I see the sister says, uh, no, Mukti Saps, nothing about pornography. It's that he always puts me in the kitchen and he wants me to cook for his friends every Saturday, Ustad. So that is wrong. You must remember that. You must tell him that's not your duty. That you must remember he wants to have a ball of a time <laughs> with his friends and so forth and so on. So remember, you must tell him that that is not your duty and therefore you must remember you're not prepared to do it. And more is worse when it's every weekend every Saturday and so forth so if for example he tells you to cook for his father mother your in-laws so once a month once in two three months that's fine there's no problem but now these strangers come and you must cook and all that and he demands that you must tell him that you're not prepared to do and you must tell him that Islamically it's not your duty to cook for your his friends and all that and worse that every week so there your husband is totally wrong <laughs> Somebody says here, Ustad Salams, Mukti Sab, my message to the lady who found out her husband has a second wife, don't be foolish. You're only making it easy for him and harder for yourself. I am a great grandmother. I know what I'm talking about, Ustad. There you got it. So you must remember these type of things there. So you must go and see us other ladies who were in this type of situations and this type of, you know, uh, circumstances and so forth where they know their husband took second wife, third wife, and they didn't do justice and so forth and so on. Zero eight four seven eight six three one three two. Somebody says, Mufti Sab, <clears throat> lady became Muslim long. Husband passed away. Wants to get remarried. Who can be witness? Parents and relatives are non-Muslims. Only one Muslim, Balik son. How many witnesses request? And do they have to be Muslim, Ustad? So here yeah, there are three, four issues. You're a Muslim, huh? Your husband was a Muslim and he passed away. So you should be teaching your son and you yourself, you should be reading Surah 14, Surah Ibrahim, verse 41. رَبَّنَا فِلِّي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْحِسَابِ Oh, beloved Allah, forgive me. Forgive my beloved parents and the believers the day the reckoning is established. Surah chapter 14, verse 41. Then when your husband passed away, then you must remember you must be in Iddat. Iddat for 130 days, 130 days. So if that has elapsed and expired and finished, now you are free. You want to get married, so your son will be your wali. Your son will be your wali means that he will give permission and say, fine, O Ummi, O Mother, you get married. And then witnesses, you get any two male witnesses. So remember, you just tell the imam, you tell your son he must speak to the imam, and they must get two witnesses there. And uh, so one is the imam, the presiding officer, the one who will perform the nikah. One is your son. He will be the wali. He can be a witness also, your son. And remember, you need another one person, and then the nikah will be valid. So it must be Muslim. You can't have non-Muslim witnesses. Then it will be null and void. La nikah illa bi waliyin wa shuhudin. In nikah, you must, nikah means marriage. You must have wali, the consent of the wali. So your son is balik, mashallah, and mature. So he can be the wali, he can be the witness at the same time and you need one other one male and the witnesses must be Muslim and that is compulsory. Muftisab, what is Muftisab's opinion? If someone wants to adopt a child from Palestine, can we start? So you must remember in Islam there's no such thing as what is my opinion, your opinion and all that. 
whenever you want to adopt a baby. So you must remember that there are three different issues. Issue number one is when you adopt. So now you adopted the baby one month, three months, six months old. So that baby's surname must be according to his or her biological father's name. Quran Sharif states that Surah 33 verse 5 Ud'uhum li'aba'ihim huwa aqsatu in the law You must call them the adopted children mutabanna in Arabic you say by their biological father's name that is justice by Allah but sometimes you don't know like the social worker and they say there's a child but they're not allowed to give you the family's name the father's name so then فَإِلَّمْ تَعْلَمُوا آبَاءَهُمْ فَإِخْوَانُكُمْ فِي الدِّينَ so say Yusuf Islam say Zainab Islam words like that but you can't give your name or your surname to create the perception impression that it is your child that's absolutely haram today so many Muslim parents are doing this and the hadith is mentioned in Ibn Majah and various compilations when you make your nasab your lineage to somebody else beside your biological father Allah's curse is upon that person the angel's curse is on him the people's curse is on him and it's authentic hadith so that's absolutely haram second one is this that adopted children don't inherit so the easy way to circumvent that and solve that problem will be that you bequeath for him or her so up to one third you the adopted parents you can bequeath for them so that is fine and then the third issue if it's a boy then once that boy reaches the age of 11 12 and all then you the foster you the not foster you the adopted mother and that sunday there'll be parda and hijab unless you breastfed the baby before he finished two years old or if the girl then remember that then between the father adopted father and that girl then there will be parda and hijab that's compulsory so that these are the issues now you come to adopting from palestine why you want to adopt from palestine so why you don't adopt from here in africa somebody you see, because you saw the photos and images, fair, fair in complexion, brown, brown hair, blue, blue eyes, green, green eyes. And so your aim is not adoption. Your aim is just to get somebody and you will look after that baby. So the Palestinian children will stay there. The Palestinian people must stay there. They are murabitin. And they are the one who are guarding the Haram Sharif, guarding the borders and sending the jutlas to hell and we say alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen so that is not good that we must go there and they don't just allow you to you think you can just walk in the park and go there you will never able to go into Gaza now mm. and now another three four six months remember there will be so much safety security and you know all protocols and all these type of things mm. well, son, I've got a, a student of Dean uh, she's a Hafiza she's listening to you at the moment and she says, Mufti Sab, I need Mufti Sab's advice. Uh, day before yesterday, a boy came to see her. 
uh, for a proposal who started, I think, from spring. So she wants to know, Mufti Sab, the boy asked her if she is a virgin. But of course, out of haya and shame, she just put her head down. So the boy feels that she didn't answer her, that question. And she says she didn't answer because she's shy, Ustad. So the boy says, no, that means that she is not a virgin. What does she do? Does she go for a proposal or not, Ustad? Just reject it. So you must remember Ustad. that. So why? Why he must ask you such a question if he's already casting doubts on your integrity, mm-hmm. on your, you must remember, character and so forth. Just leave him. And now he's going to what we so you must abstain from the suspicion you see so what he did is haram so you must remember that that one is asking you and then he says yeah you didn't answer so therefore it means that you're not a virgin is haram that <laughs> my advice just kick him out of your mind and so forth is bad news for you you must remember that and there are many many fish in the ocean so you keep on making dua to Almighty Allah you say you're a hafiza so you know the verse surah 25 verse 74 and always ask Allah, Ya Allah, grant me that zoj, that husband who is khair for me, better for me, the best for me, fit dunya wal akhira. Why fit dunya wal akhira? So you are with him here in this world and you are with him in Jannatul Firdausil A'la also. So that is our advice. Just forget him, he is Besharam, and remember that he is already jumping to conclusions. So he's bad news for you, sister. I see there's a brother says who started for the past two weeks he's listening to Mufti Sab's question and answers. And every time listeners are saying they want to go to Palestine, Mufti Sab is stopping them and saying, do you read your namaz? Don't you think that's wrong of you, Mufti Sab? You're breaking uh, Islam, Ustad. So you must remember if you can't read Salat, you're not even Muslim. If you don't read Salat, you're not even Muslim. That is what Quran and Hadith mm. is saying. So what jihad are you going to make? So Quran Karim states, you must remember, Ma salakakum fi sakar. What made you walk straight into Jahannam? So they said, they know how we landed up in Jahannam because we don't read Salat. So we don't say things from our own side. So Almighty Allah has made that. Salat is the most important thing after our Iman and our Islam. Therefore, Hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif, The first thing Almighty Allah will question us is regarding Salat. Our people can't wake up for Fajr Salat and you want to go for Jihad. You will be a liability there. Mm. So you must remember. And if you look at fatawa and verdicts, majority Sahaba say, when a per- if you want reference, go open Sahih Muslim. Majority Sahaba say, if a person does not read his five daily Salat, he reads when he feels like, misses when he feels like, he's not Muslim. And you must remember from the four schools, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, Kursi and Al-Mughni by Allama ibn Qudama, that is the fatwa and the verdict of the Hanbali school. Such a person is out of the fall of Islam. And the ayat you must remember I mentioned is Surah Muddassir, chapter 74 and verses 42, 43, 44. So we don't say from our side, you must remember. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, 
So you must remember that that the, the pledge between us and them. If you read Salat, you are Muslim. You don't read Salat, you're out of the fold. So Ibn Taymiyyah, Salahimullah, Shaykh Islam, he celebrated shouldn't Hafiz Ibn Qayyim Rahimullah wrote a masterpiece which I have called Kitabu Salat. And in there he has mentioned all the Dalail, all the verdicts you must remember when a per- I'm not speaking of a person who's rejecting Salat. So then Ijma and consensus is out of the fold of Islam. We are speaking of Ma Hukmu Tariqi Salat. We are passing the verdict according to all this year. Those people who miss Salat and read it. Soccer match, they want to read. Cricket match, they want to read. Rugby match, they want to read. And they go for holiday. They'll sleep, sleep, make panchat, gabshap and all that. Till 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and wake up 12 o'clock, 11 o'clock and then they talk about jihad. So you understand why? The fatwa we give, we say the person is a Muslim, but he's skating on very thin ice. But I mention all this so you must understand the importance of Salat. If you can't read Salat, then you can't go for jihad and all that. You're wasting your time and you're wasting everybody else's time. <laughs> he says you don't know what's in my heart. Taqwa huna, person don't read Salat is kafir straight away, mm. according mm. to Quran, Hadith, brother. So go and learn, go back to Madrasa. Just one more question quickly, Ustad. What is the procedure for a boy visiting our daughter? What will be the correct way, Ustad? The correct way is when that boy is interested in the daughter, so he must tell his parents or his elders, they must contact the girl's family, the father, mother, there, that side there, and say, I poiro, and this person here, this nephew, family member wants to come, and he wants to see your daughter. And then you'll say, okay, you must find out first about that boy, whether he belongs to the Ahlu Sunnah or Jama'ah. There are so many people today who got Muslim name. You see the Kuffar Shias, they got Muslim name. Qadianis, they got Muslim name. Agakhanis, they got Muslim name. So you must find out, ask him which ulama and that he knows and so forth. And then if you're satisfied, then you say, fine, come now this time. But you're not allowed to leave your daughter alone and he's alone. لا يخلوان رجل بمرأتين إلا وثالثهما الشيطان. So you must remember that it is haram for a person to have a single lady, single man, and they strangers with another, and they privacy. But the third party there is Shaitan and Satan and Lucifer. The hadith is authentic there in Mishkat Sharif. So you, the father of the lady, you, the brother of the lady, brother. I don't mean small lady, four, five, six years old person who's baligh and mature, so they must be there to safeguard the integrity of that lady and so forth because that man can start asking funny questions. So therefore, it is like that. Then, if he proposes, then you make istikhara, make mashura and so forth. If you have doubt, if you don't have doubt, make bismillah, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen. Well, it's uh, exactly now uh, 18 minutes to 12. We go for our interval. When we come back, we will continue, inshallah, with the bliss of marriage. Stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. 17 minutes uh, to 12. Uh, let's go uh, to our breaking news to start. Over to you. So, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, the 85-year-old lady who was released. So, this year is Israeli authorities, officers telling her what to speak. 
So when she left there, she sang the Hamas people. So they turned the whole story around, and she's saying now that I was in hell. They put me on a motorcycle and took me through the tunnels, and they beat me up and all that. This is what the Israelis wanted to say, you must remember. You remember Yvonne Redley? She told us this personally. Yvonne Redley said, when I was in the hands of the Taliban, they never even looked at me. They always would look down. They never ever touched me or anything and so forth and so on. So what happens is this, that when I came out, the world's media were there. CNN was there. BBC was there. Al Jazeera was there. And this one and this one. And they wanted, that's the word she said, they wanted, I must tell them, that they pulled my nails out and they assaulted me. I said, no, I will speak the truth. They treated me as a guest, as a visitor. <laughs> you see, one by one, they took a U-turn and they went away. Allah. And they turned and spun the story the around. They said, you are suffering from the Stockholm Syndrome. For everything, they got terms, these Haramis. So what is Stockholm Syndrome? Where the person who's taken and kidnapped and so forth <coughs> or on hostage falls in love or starts liking the people who kept who are her captors and so forth. So, that, so she told us this herself. So this story, yeah, this is what the apartheid terrorist Nazi regime is telling the world now. How you must remember when they murdered Shirin Abu Akila, they said, no, 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 the Palestinian shot her. After several months, then they admitted they committed wholesale murder and premeditated murder. Therefore, when Jutlas tell you something, you must remember we can never accept it. Because Quran taught us, they speak with the folk tongue. You must remember that. They don't speak the truth. That they will tell you peace, peace, and they'll steal more and more pieces of land. You must remember this. There. Look at that MBS. That he told the ulama, you must send a message out to the youth in Saudi Arabia that they mustn't speak about Gaza, Gaza, Gaza and all that the whole time. They don't understand nothing about the conflict. They must leave it to the elders and leave it to us, the rulers and so forth. Why? He's fearing once the spirit of jihad comes there, then he will be kicked out of office. And I'm telling you, in our lifetime, inshallah, is all the wisdom of Allah. We don't put any date. But inshallah, if Allah wills, when Hazrat Mahdi comes, then you must remember the Saudi regime is finished, and then they will have civil war and so forth, and they will implode as well. So this is the system of all, my Allah. <laughs> Somebody says, Ustad, 17-year-old boy, boarded for two years in the Darul Ulum and completed his hips. Endor, he now wants to go back to do the Alim course, but he asked his parents to find him a spouse and get him married so he won't have to board. He wants to stay near the madrasa with his wife and go study in madrasa. What's Mufti Sab's opinion, Ustad? So what can I tell? We don't know the boy. I'll give you my story. So, mashallah, we finished Hibs here in Heidelberg, everything, 1970. Then 71, 72, 73, I saw, I was the youngest boy there. So you must remember by our Honorable Ustad, Hafiz Ibrahim Limalia, Hafizahullah. And then I saw them all going. And, you know, I said, these people, they're all going to beat me now, you know. So in heaps, I beat them all also. So I begged my parents. They wouldn't listen. 
So anyway, 1974 came. So I told my Ustad that I want to go and study in Karachi, Pakistan. So that time is not like South Africa. You stay in every week. You can come home every once in a month. You can come. You can speak to them. You can't contact them. There's no, you have to book a call and a lot of stories. So it's all Allah's mercy, barakat of Nabi sallallahu alayhi Very reluctantly they agreed. So we pulled six years like that. You must remember that. Then when I came home, so then you must remember after that, I told my parents and I told my sister and them that I'm tired of this Pakistani food and so forth. I want to get married now. You know how we used to eat food there in the hostel. Mm. So I had thousand, thousand dollars in my pocket. Alhamdulillah, my parents used to give me a lot of money. But every time you can't go restaurant and here and there, we just eat quietly there. So, and we were very few foreigners there. So, in the curry, the salad, the gravy, there's hair of the animal. You must remember that. How many times we saw, we just move it away and we just eat. The potatoes, they call jacket potatoes. All the peel and all that is still there. That cook say, I haven't got time to take out the peel. You must take it out yourself. So, funny, funny things. But we just carried on. But then in my last year, final year, then I got married. So you, my son, 17 years old, you're Hafiz, you want to study, become Alim. Till day, I agree with you, very good. But now you want to get married. My advice to you will be this. Go and enroll at the Darulum where you want to go. Prove yourself for one year that you really want to become an alim, you really want to study and so forth, and fast once a week, twice a week, thrice a week, and pull that one year, inshallah. And then you think of getting married and so forth. So then you're going to get married and you just start your course. Remember, we don't know what you'll be studying. You'll be studying your kitabs and your, or you'll be studying your wife, my brother. So you know, so that's why I'm giving you that advice. Somebody says to start, please advise immediately. Some see that uncle was abducted in Bloemfontein. What do we give the family to read for the safe return to start? Allah Jalla Wala make it easy. Wherever we go, always read Surah 12, verse 64. So for him, keep on reading Surah Alam Nashrah. Keep on reading Surah Lila Fikurashin. Inshallah, Allah Jalla Wala will bring him back safely. Normally, what happens when they kidnap, then they don't just kidnap at random. They look for that person. They know how much is worth and so forth if you have the real professionals they will show you your accounts you got there you must remember in Dubai and overseas and all that because it's a whole syndicate running the show and if it is a small time guys then they just look at your shops and your business and so forth my advice to you because we had people who were in our family friends and all that so when I contact them I say see don't negotiate negotiate too much you got the money just pay it and finish and clear you must remember that because why the longer you're going to negotiate then that person there will not be remain you must remember a normal person that post-trauma will kill him remember how many people they kept them four months five months one year two years you go to Maputo and year 
to horrendous and terrible, terrible incidents. And that person can't lead really a normal life after that. So if you got the means, you read all the du'as and just make du'a Allah bring him back safely and just pay them and get done, you must remember. And don't get the police involved if you're speaking of South Africa. 90% they are hopeless and useless and can't do anything. Yes, the prophet says my wife is very pious, Mufti Sab. Alhamdulillah. And she's an alima. Alhamdulillah. But Mufti Sab, I have committed adultery, zina. And she doesn't know about it. Please don't ask me how it happened, Mufti Sab. But shaitan got hold of me. Remember, Allah is most forgiving, most merciful Ustad. So you must make sincere tawbah. You must cry to Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala. And you must know for adultery, it is death penalty. So actually, we should put a bullet through you and we must kill you. Capital punishment. That is the Islamic punishment. You must remember that. The actual punishment is rajam. We must put you and take pebbles and stone you to death. <laughs> but if you see some countries where they do, impl- nobody, nobody implements it, but in, they take the gun and they shoot the person and so forth. Because you are confessing to it and so forth. So second issue is your wife is pious and so forth and so on. So make sincere, sincere tawbah and the sign that your tawbah is accepted, then you never ever commit that crime again. Ya ladina amanu tubu ilallahi tawbatan nasuha and turn to Almighty Allah and make sincere tawbah. I'm telling you something now and you can verify it if you <laughs> want to. If you don't want to, it's your business. This is not the first time you committed adultery. Before you got married, you were committing fornication. You were lucky Allah gave you a pious wife, all these things here, yeah, and you are khabis and <laughs> impure, immoral, and your wife is tayyibah and so forth. So all said and done, don't go and inform her. Allah is giving you another chance, but remember this, that if you're going to continue like this, then you yourself will destroy your marriage, and your wife will leave you, your children will leave you. So that is my advice. But don't come and tell me this is the first time you committed adultery. Before you were married, you committed fornication. After you got married, maybe it's the first time you committed adultery. But you can't just tell me that, no, that I was a virgin when I got married, and now I committed adultery it doesn't work like that sunnatullah is this you keep on going in this haram way and you say I'll get away with it and now your conscience is eating you up and therefore you came on the air and you explained it but Allah is there never become disillusioned in the mercy of Almighty Allah inna allaha yaghfiru zunuba jami'a Allah ta'ala will forgive all the sins provided that we make sincere Listen to him, Musad. He says, I cannot answer that question to you, Mufti Sab. I'm, I'm answerable only to Allah. It's wrong of you ask me that. I, I feel very disturbed, Ustad. You feel very disturbed because you're a committal, Zani. I know the answer. You can't answer because you know I hit the nail on the truth, on the nail. I hit the nail on the head. So you must, you're a committed zani. You must remember that you're committing fornication, committing adultery, and so forth. And now you can't answer that question. That's a sign of your pride and arrogance. You carry on what you're doing. You ask me for advice. I gave you the advice. Okay, topic finished now. Somebody says, do you know that Von Ridley was threatened by you guys? That's why she's, she's nowhere to be seen. She's afraid of speaking out. This is Jeremy and Zach. Remember, we're listening to you, Ustad. Jeremy, we don't frighten for you, Jutlas. Repeat with me. Jutlas, Israel are war criminals. 
Jutlas, Haramis, terrorists, Quran calls you swines and monkeys. Allah made you swines and monkeys. And the whole world can see why. So you must repeat and say, one settler, one bullet will settle the issue. So you must remember these kind of things here. So what is the Yvonne Ridley was threatened? I am threatened by you guys there. You (laughs) sent me a letter 20 years ago in 2002-2003. You thought you would intimidate me. That day already I told you go to hell. So you must, you jutlas, you think we're going to be frightened of you. I'm telling you, Jeremy, and your ilk, you pack up and go to Israel and our Hamas will put a bullet through you, your front side and your back, remember that. <laughs> Allahu Akbar, Takbir. <laughs> that listen to someone? <laughs> Somebody says here, Bupchis up, rumors destroy lives and families because my wife choose to listen to others. She is now begging to come back. I turn a blind eye for false accusations. Mufti Sab, should I take her back or not? My child wants her back, but I don't want her. Ustad. So I don't understand the question properly, but the little bit we can make out your speaking riddles, you know. So you were married, and now you have a wonderful, handsome son or a beautiful, attractive daughter, and then your wife heard rumors that you are on drugs or you are taking alcohol or you are busy humanizing or you are, you'll understand, made a second wife and all these kind of things. And she swallowed it, you understand, without verifying it. So that was wrong because Quran Sharif states, Ya ladina amanu in jaakum fasikum bin When people who are habitual sinners and so forth, they come with you with news, so you must verify it. Don't just swallow it and accept it and so forth. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Kafa bil mar'i kadiba, ayyu haditha bi kulli ma samia, is sufficient for a person to be considered a sinner and liar, and that, that he just whatever he hears, and he go and speak about it. So she should have tried to ascertain what is the haq and batil and truth and falsehood. All said and done, my brother, you don't have to take my advice. You must take Quran's advice. Allah created us. Allah Ta'ala gave us the best constitution, the greatest and the best Nabi, Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, for all times, all places, all circumstances, was sulhu khair. Reconciliation is the best. Take your wife back and tell her you're taking her back because of your son, because of your daughter, and make this your starting point. You forgive her, she must forgive you, and speak about the present and future. Don't go back to the past. Me, me, to, to you said this, mm. I said this, this, that, then you'll be back to square one. That is the last question. Mm. Somebody says, Ustad, that uh, if someone has wronged you, Mufti Sab, how do you want them to apologize to you, Ustad? So if somebody has wronged me, you must re-wrong me or anybody else. You must remember what we, we non-entities. So you must remember the law in Islam is this, that if you committed a crime publicly, you must make tawbah publicly. If you committed the crime uh, secretly, privately, and so forth, then you committed me harm, so you must apologize to me privately. You committed that person harm publicly, you must announce publicly. Mm. So that is the challenge we are giving. 
So you must remember these so-called Molvis. I can't call them Molvis. I call them uh, uh, scholars for dollars. So you must remember who closed the massages. You see, someone is wrong so, Jews, that. So, so I give you the mm. example. So if somebody, you must remember, tell these Molvis, you went to court to close the masjid and so forth. So they can't apologize to me. They must apologize publicly to the Ummah. So that is why. If you swore me or whatever, then you have to ask me apology. If you did it in public, then you have to apologize publicly. So that is how it works, brother. Okay, don't worry. We get a lot of swearing every day from the Kufa, from the Shias and the enemies of Islam. You must remember, because we speak straight. You see, so we don't bother about this. We must carry favor. There's no carrying favor in Islam. By our allegiance is to Almighty Allah and Mustafa sallam, not to people and politicians and governments and so forth. Barakallahu feek. Salaamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And of course, uh, up next, Haji Sulaiman Esop with the twelve o'clock news. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, empowering the Ummah.